How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to the daily news updates for Monday, May the 24th. To my fellow Canadians, happy Victoria Day. Let's talk about some video games. So the first thing I want to talk about today is a pretty big report from IGN, which is basically talking about the current state of Blizzard and how they've had a lot of people leaving the company, how they're kind of at a crossroads. And it's really interesting because what this report really highlights is how Blizzard goes through these very high highs and then multiple years of low. You know, from the period of 2012 to 2016, they were really struggling. They were having issues with Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, Heroes of the Storm. They were all struggling in many ways. And they were trying to find what the next big hit was going to be, right, after World of Warcraft. And then they release Overwatch, and it goes really, really well. And it was this huge redemption story after another internal project just wasn't working out, which they were trying to make a success for multiple years, right? It was this giant game. And then two years after Overwatch comes out, what happens? They still don't have any more games. There's that dreadful BlizzCon where they announce Diablo Immortal as their top title. There's the Warcraft 3 remaster where it's a disaster. And many people in the company start to realize, hey, we're not getting our profit sharing because we're not releasing a lot of games. I'm sick and tired of working on the same game over the course of 10 years. And Activision is slowly but surely taking over this company in terms of administration and HR and culture. And so what you start to see is a lot of people leaving Blizzard. IGN points out at least five different studios that are basically just made up of entirely former Blizzard developers. These are indie studios. One of them is making the spiritual successor to StarCraft II, and they're expecting these studios to really thrive because a lot of eyes are on the video game industry right now, a lot of investors. And so that's why you start to hear a lot of names leaving, like Mike Morheim and Ben Brode, Chris Metzen, Jeff Kaplan, most recently. And so this article says, hey, they're in a transition period right now. They're losing a lot of management, they're replacing a lot of people, and they have some important games coming up. Overwatch 2, Diablo 4. Here's what IGN says, quote, Over the past five years, Blizzard has been stuck in a holding pattern as it has juggled setbacks, key departures, and internal reorganization. Jeff Kaplan's departure was in some ways the culmination of this grinding transition period. The past three years have taken their toll on Blizzard, and it's unclear what long-term effects Activision's reorganization will have on its internal culture, or whether it will be able to avoid another dry period like the one it is currently suffering. For Blizzard, better times are perpetually just around the corner. It's just a question of how many existing staff will wait for them. End quote. Once again, this is just surface-level details if you'd like to read more. IGN.com Okay, we had a bunch of announcements from Paradox regarding all of their various titles. Probably the biggest one is the first major expansion for Crusader Kings 3. It's called The Royal Court. And so that's the name of the DLC, but that's also the name of the new area in the game, which is basically uh, endgame content for high-level players. So The Royal Court, it's a, it's a 3D throne room, and the idea is that you as the king will have vassals and subjects coming through your courts that need to resolve conflict or just need your involvement in some way. They're introducing a new mechanic called grandeur, which is this idea that when you have a lot of money, you want to flaunt it and spend it instead of hoarding it. There's going to be artifacts now, which will survive through wars, be stolen. And then alongside this expansion, they're also doing a free update, which is going to overhaul cultures. So cultures are going to have some more uh, value systems, 
and how relationships are formed and changed based on cultures. Uh, next up, they announced Victoria 3. And if you've never heard of Victoria, this is what they call a society simulator or a society builder. And the way they describe it is basically Europa Universalis 4, that's about diplomacy and territorial acquisition. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is about your dynasty and the people and the characters. And then Victoria is all about what you do within your own country. You can play the game and have fun without ever going to war. The last game in this franchise came out in 2010, so it's been a while. And there's no current release date for Victoria 3. They announced an expansion for Prison Architect called Second Chances. It's all about rehabilitation, reintegrating your prisoners back into society. And then you're rewarded if you do that successfully, and you're punished if they come back through the prison. And the reintegration does not work. There's also the first expansion for Empire of Sin, which had a mixed reception when it first launched, but they've been doing some free updates and, and fixes ever since. And now they've got their first premium expansion. It's called Make It Count, which introduces a new boss, a new profession called The Fixer, which is all about smoothing relationships. And then this is also going to have a free update, which introduces a precinct mechanic, which allows you to group buildings together and basically have sections of your neighborhood which makes it easier to manage rather than having to do each building individually. And the last thing I'll mention is that City Skylines is getting two new DLC, uh, train stations and bridges. That's pretty much the long and the short of it. And hey folks, we are totally out of time. Thank you so much for being here. It's greatly appreciated. I want to give a huge thank you to Dan and Tessica for leaving me five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Oh, would you look at that? It's the TGO After Show. Who could have guessed? I'm just joshing you. So it's funny, I did that episode yesterday about my first impressions on Final Fantasy X after a couple of hours with it. And then I played it for like three hours yesterday, which is dope, after I had recorded the show. It's been a long time since I've had a gaming session like that. And I've got to say, I'm having a great time with this game. There's something about the JRPGs that are really doing it for me right now. I mean, I had Octopath right before this, and I put it down in favor of this. And again, I don't know how long it's going to last. You know, I might bore of it like I bore of many other games. But it's a pretty fun wave for now. I think what I'm most excited for right now is, is the journey that these characters are going to go on. Because I know that the game is long. I know that Final Fantasy is he uh, narrative heavy. And I just want to see character development at this point. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm riding on when I play this. And that's what really makes me appreciate people who can play these, you know, 40 hour plus games. And that can be the PlayStation exclusives, that can be any long video game. Like, I totally get why people like those games. There's depth, and there's a payoff with a very long promise, hopefully. And I just happen to be one of those people that wants that payoff much sooner. So, I don't know. Again, maybe I'll be able to ride this one out, and it'll be worth it, but I'll keep you updated. Uh, you know what else I did today? I played some Valheim with my friend Jordan, and we were kind of dreading it because... If you've never played Valheim, it's a, it's a survival game, and by most accounts, it's one of the better survival games out there. It has a lot of quality of life improvements, fixes a lot of the complaints that people have about survival games. But there is, we kind of ran into a snag recently. So one of the progression things is getting to bronze. You know, you start with wood and stone, eventually you find some ore, and you're able to craft bronze. And so we made all of our armor and our our weapons with this bronze, which is, by the way, very hard to get. It takes a long time to get it. 
And then we decide, okay, we're going to go on an adventure. We're going to go on the next portion of this game, try and find the next biome and the next boss. And we build our boat and we go sailing into the horizon. And eventually we do find the new biome and we immediately die. It was merciless. And that was a few weeks ago. And so we said, okay, we'll hold off for now because what we're going to have to do is go all the way back to our bodies to retrieve the items that we lost. But here's the problem. To build the boat that we made, you need to use bronze and some other materials that are hard to come by. So the only thing we could really make was a dinky raft that takes forever to travel with. Also, by the time we got to our bodies, we would have like no armor or weapons or, you know, stuff that isn't worth anything, really. And we would have to travel across the map to get there. And the, the other reason why we need to go retrieve our bodies is because it has the stuff that we need for a portal. So usually, you know, you go on your adventure, you land at your destination, you place down a portal, and then you can travel between your house and the new destination. Well, we didn't do that fast enough. We died too quickly. So we said, okay, we're going to hold off until next session. So that was today. We go on our adventure, we retrieve our dead bodies, and we decide, okay, we're going to retreat to a safer area before we portal. So we retreat to a safer area, but here's the catch. When you make a house in a safe area, there's always the chance that you're going to be raided by, you know, enemy creatures. It's a whole event. Little did we know, the instant that we made a house in this supposedly peaceful area, we get raided. I don't know what the chances of that were, because we only, we've only seen a few raids at this point, after, you know, more than 20 hours in the game. But the instant we put our beds down to sleep and try and get a save point, all of a sudden we're fighting two giant monsters, and we die again. So we have to travel all the way back to our dead bodies once again. And then, you know, I'm not even going to go into details about what happened next, but we ran into another obstacle. Thankfully, we didn't have to travel all across the map on a tiny raft because we did get, a, get our portal in time that time. But still, it was a, it was a nightmare. This has been the, the first downside of playing Valheim is like, we got the good resources, but then if we die too far away and we didn't get our portal, well, crap, we, we got to spend a lot of time sailing the ocean. Anyway, it made for a good story. Uh, folks, that's all for today. Thank you for being here. Greatly appreciated. And I'll talk to you next time.